What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Welcome to Night Call, a production of iHeartRadio. It's 12 Bells in Rockingham, and you're listening to Night Call. Welcome to Night Call, a podcast for your strange days and lonely nights. I'm in Los Angeles. I'm Tess Lynch, and with me are Molly Lambert and Emily Oshida. Oh, I timed my LaCroix burp just perfectly <laughs> right before that came out. Just so you know, this podcast is fueled by LaCroix. We've gotten some us. complaints about food sounds. Yeah, it won't happen again. I'm so sorry. You know, we're just human. Podcasting is, uh, is, is we, don't, we don't do it for our health. No. <laughs> well, speaking of which... We have a question we need to know the answer to. Yes. yes. From, from a fellow uh, broadcaster. From fellow broadcasters. Where is Steve Jones? Where is Steve Jones? Well, first of all, Steve Jones is alive and tweeting. So we know this, but Jonesy's Jukebox, which is his show on KLOS, it used to be weekdays every day. 
weekdays. Then it turned into a two-hour thing on Fridays from 12 to 2. But since August, he has been AWOL. He's been off the air. Where's Jonesy? No communicado. Is his show syndicated or is it just a Los Angeles thing? Uh, I think it's syndicated on Sirius or something. Okay. Didn't we? Wasn't? Well. If anybody is listening to this and works at Sirius or whoever puts out Jonesy's KLOS also. KLOS. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Of course. If Um, you know what's going on with Jonesy, leave us a tip on the night call hotline. Do you guys have any theories? Well, wait. 24046night. Or yes. nightcallpodcast at gmail.com. Before we get to theories, I have to say that he basically like the the evidence that we have of what he has told us mm-hmm. is that he was sick. And then on September 5th, he tweets, you're going to kill me. I know I ain't happy ever. Trust me. Maybe next week. I'm sorry. BTW. It's a jungle out there with a picture. And then on September 12th, Okay, 12 bells, Friday, but he didn't appear. He didn't appear. What was the picture in the... I I listened to the show, I think, one of the last times he was on, and he said that he had, instead of going home the night before, he had ridden his motorcycle up to his friend's house in Malibu and just hung out with his friend all night and then, like, crashed over there Mm -hmm. and then came back, and he was just sort of complaining and being like, I'm just tired of doing the show. Like, I need a break. Yeah. Like, it sounded like he just needed a vacation. Yeah. Because he'd been doing a daily show. Forever. Forever. Because it was on 103.1 before it was on right. KLOS. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, he he wasn't a... I think he hadn't been a DJ until he started doing the 103.1 show. Yeah. So, right. you know, he came to be good at it and, and love it. But I think he also is like a musician before he's a DJ and... He just wanted some time off to chill. I don't blame him. I just miss him. Yeah, we just miss him. We just want to he's know he's so okay. good. We want to know he's okay. But also, yeah, we miss him because he. It was the best thing on the radio because it was like a freeform radio show. Yeah, yeah. which is what we are always trying well, to bring. Night call. It's always a little disconcerting if somebody disappears from like a regular slot and there's no like clear word about what it's not like somebody said like oh his show's a, like this is, this will be the finale show or whatever well, i mean who knows? We, maybe he broke a contract or something yeah. something so. like that definitely happened because when you're listening i still listen every friday and there's a little like ticker on the screen that says jonesy's jukebox so they're still clearly mm-hmm. like reserving him the spot if he does or they just haven't up. updated their metadata but it always the... seems like during his slot it seems like oh we're flying by the seat of our pants because mm-hmm. someone didn't show up kind of mm-hmm. thing there's always that <laughs> well, kind there's of not weird a DJ. Vibe. it's just kind of like a programmed block of songs they've been yeah. having guest djs recently really? yeah like mm. but not i mean i think it's just in-house klos people it's really it's, it's becoming a real obsession our of lives. mine <laughs> yeah <laughs> well we're sympathetic too as people who have been off the air for mysterious oh, reasons yes. for some yeah. time. Uh, stretches it's of time true. so um whatever's going on we we wish him the best we, we do hope he can sort out his contract yeah <laughs> do you think it's related to the crazy creepy vibes of the santa Ana winds that we are <sighs> well, it predates the santa Anas, right like he it was, does he, but i yeah. mean i guess it, it's been hot jonesy's been off there jonesy's very sensitive to the weather though yes as is tess oh my god too uh. sensitive way too sensitive i have a lot in common with steve jones what's his sign <laughs> That's a good question. What would you guess? Um, let's look it up. Uh, I I don't know. I'm not as like I'm not a devotee. I used to listen to it when uh, it was on Indie 1031 uh-huh. ages ago. I'm gonna say he's a Taurus. 
Hmm. What do you think, Molly? Um, I think astrology is not real, <laughs> but oh yeah, but uh, um, I'll say an Aries. Okay. Oh, an Aries, interesting. I think we're all going fire signs. Taurus is Earth. Um, uh, it yeah. Uh, he's a Virgo. Ooh, a Virgo, just like, like me. Molly. Look at yep. you. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's a Virgo. That's why astrology is. Everyone's real. a Virgo. <laughs> Virgos can be embattled. Does that mean that? You were conceived on like New Year's. Yeah, I think I think uh, that's my knowledge is the most people conceive on New Year's, and that's like why. between Christmas and New Year's mm-hmm. during that's the holidays. Why so many Virgos. Yeah, it's a boozy time, <laughs> <laughs> a romantic boozy time. People are trapped indoors. They in are other places. We're trapped mm-hmm. indoors because of the fire. Right for opposite reasons, not for non-cozy reasons. Last like, night we were all talking about how we all felt very on edge and yeah. distressed, and then. I was also talking with like several other groups of people about the bad, weird, bad yeah. vibes. Yeah, which it's, doesn't help well, make think, you feel calm. I think when the weather is disastrous, yeah, it's natural to like internalize that vibe emotionally, but it doesn't actually have anything to do with how you're doing. It's like you can acknowledge like that's an insane, fucked up thing, but it doesn't mean necessarily that you are going to have an insane, fucked up thing. Right. It's like I a guess, mantra. But it is, I think when it comes to especially things having to do with wind, uh, when there's something that's like rattling well, the, the thing that you're in, the structure well, that you're in. Well, why don't you tell us where you were? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, we were all in a house, I presume, somewhere. <laughs> I mean, I would not want to be outside. Uh, it, I was in Topanga in a, in a, um, in a tiny house. I think you could a call shack, it. A shack. It was a shack. It was a cube. It was a, a cabin cube. Um, a Cuban? There is actually there is actually a thing that is like a... It's not what you were just talking about, the El Capitan thing. There's yeah. like a new service or like they, they just build these like box houses or oh, something. Oh, I know those. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, I forget what they're called. Those are fun. They have like a few different kinds. They're, they're yeah. basically like used as she sheds or yes. whatever. Yeah. yeah. What's but a she shed? It's it, like a man cave, but for women. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. You know no. you want one. No, I don't want anything called that. I think ever. the idea of them they're they're wait, expensive wait. to build Why they're more it expensive just be a woman cave um i don't know a she shed that's like a horrible do you want to be I in a cave a she yeah. shed is like the sound of like metal scraping yeah, that's true she shed she, she shed. crawl into my she shed <laughs> <laughs> okay now i'm in yeah um i know it was not a she shed that i was in though i will say that i looked i looked into these not as if I was going to get one, but right. just because I was like, what if I could do anything? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. could have like a n- whole other house right next to your house. Well, you might be thinking of something different because this is like an Airbnb. It's, this is like a, this is like a. It's like a box. It's a box, but it's like you rent them like you rent an Airbnb mm-hmm. and they set them up. Like they have like, remember like KOA camping? Did, it, did anybody grow up camping as a kid? It's like I was forced to camp, but I don't know what KOA Oh, camping. it's like a chain of campsites. Oh. Um, there used to be a KOA campsite where Disney California Adventure now is, I believe, or something else that they built. Or No, no, no. It's where all the parking garages are now um, in Disneyland. That was a huge campground that really? I stayed in the first time I went to Disneyland because I did like a camping trip with my mom all the way down the coast. Um, but this is like that, like, so they had, they have like campsites where you set up a tent and then they would have like cabins also. Mm-hmm. 
So this is like that, except like chic and like whatever for internet era people or whatever. Again, this is not what I did. <laughs> but I, I did stay in like, I was like in a, a very low-fi uh, setting for a few days this week and uh, and happened to be there way up in Topanga Canyon when all this wind stuff started happening and also made the mistake of because I was getting nervous about the wind because it had been going on all day. I just, you know, of course, started drinking wine. And then I realized, oh, if something like happened, like if a fire started up around here or something, I would be screwed right now because, I mean, it would already be difficult to drive out in the dark like sober yeah because it's just all these windy roads with no lights or you anything. got the fear i yeah. did and then i was like well i guess i'm just gonna ride this out and it was fine it was fine but you were saying also that you were b- from being alone for a few days oh yeah i was completely i was in i was in hermit mode and i think just starting to unravel i was very i was highly sensitized we'll say that. <laughs> Um, but we were talking about canyons, yes. like what, whether or not you want to live in a canyon. And Emily and Molly were both saying that they were kind of drawn in by the oh, canyon Oh, yeah, pro-canyon. I'm very anti-canyon. You're anti-canyon because you're practical. You're like, oh, I it'll catch practical. on fire. Well, I've lived in canyons before. And um, when I was in high school, we lived on a like windy road during El Nino that was like closed. And we were kind of trapped in there. Yeah. And I was like, ah, you always need to have like an alternate route out to a main thoroughfare if there's just one that's bad um and then the past couple of years with the crazy insane fires i'm i'm just like nah i just read this book about laurel canyon though and it was like oh there were always crazy insane fires like that's just a feature like a lot of the fires right now that we're having like some of them are man-made but some of them that are brush fires, like right. it's they're in places that aren't supposed to have stuff there. And it's right. also part of the like you you have to kind of burn down. There to are fires. Yeah. If and... there were no people around there, it'd still be fires. Right. Right. And that's yeah. why there's like not supposed to be any people around there. Right. Like mm-hmm. I think Mike Davis wrote a really good thing about like why Malibu is unbuildable and like yeah. no yeah. one should actually like have a house there. Yeah. It's like it's meant to crumble and mudslide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And be on fire. <laughs> I, however, have chosen to live directly on a fault line. Oh. Which was fun. There was a map that came out a few years ago. And I was like, oh, let's see where we are there. And I'm in like a liquidation zone. Liquefication zone? Yeah, I think so. Where Does the, that ground, the ground just turns to It turns. Liquify? You're just going to bye-bye. Ah. See ya. And I was like, in a way, I guess this is better to me than thinking of because there's no getting out of that like, I feel, right yeah it's you can't some help finality it. to it yeah yeah <laughs> they're all scary i was just uh talking with my friend sarah because she's from texas we were talking about the tornado there oh, oh man yeah because i have no experience with tornadoes oh really yeah and tess probably not you no either. we actually had some um in connecticut and really? massachusetts they're very rare but there were i think two in my lifetime and one of them was really destructive and you could see wow. it tore all the roofs off of the oh barns emily tornado yeah. experiences oh yeah a lot like a lot that makes sense yeah i think i just didn't know anything about it so it's pretty scary well sarah sent me this yeah. video that her friend sent her that was like that was a yeah. guy who went outside and they said it was because his roof had already caved in that he was like forced out onto the porch anyway right. but it was just like a 10 second video of a guy being like whoa yeah. we're in a hurricane it's uh. her it's, sorry a tornado a tornado <laughs> in a tornado but um 
And just like it looked so like you know there yeah. was like aluminum it looked siding. Like Twister. It, it looked was, like Twister. The yeah. sky looks insane when yeah. there's it turns so yellow. It there's, turns yeah. green. Yeah. Was what yeah, it turns like green or yellow, and there's a sound that sounds like a train mm-hmm. coming. It's really it's quite a lot. It's a lot of nature. Yeah, um, it's it's like stuff that makes you like fear God. It's no, just that's like, so <laughs> scary. No, like, <laughs> it also I was like, oh, it turns green. That's why I like the Wizard of Oz. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. Makes so much sense. Well, the Wizard of Oz is actually not a terribly inaccurate portrayal aside from the whole thing where she's up in the cyclone and like the stuff is floating well, around you don't know what happens inside I know it's true I don't yeah. but like up until then it's actually like pretty it, it, it feels right well that's what money. I always liked about it yeah I it's like, a good weather movie okay. yeah that's what it is <laughs> it's and, a disaster movie. and I like <laughs> I like things that are about like the midwest because mm-hmm. it's something I know nothing about um, stories of <laughs> pioneer folk of other towns. <laughs> well, we want to. We have a pretty good night email we want to get to. Uh, but first, we're gonna take a little break. We'll be right back. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from Brain MD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by Brain MD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Hello and welcome back. We have a night email from Malia. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Who says, hey, night call. Love the Disney Parks talk on this week's episode. And I felt like I had to write in. I'm a current cast member at Disney World in Florida, which means I spent a lot of time working in the cryptid lair that is the tunnels under the Magic Kingdom. There's too much to go into in one email, but most recently and most notably, the cast radio station down here was playing none other than certified night call anthem Ashley O's on a roll, (laughs) and it was too wild to not share. Have a magical day, Malia. Thank you so much, Malia. That made our day magical. (laughs) It's great. I mean... Of, like it's it's weird because my first thought was like oh it's like Radio Disney or something and it's Miley and but then I was like no the like Black Mirror has nothing to do with Disney yeah like, I don't I think don't... they play that one on Radio Disney Some if of... anything that's a very kind of like <laughs> self owning thing to right, do yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I met a guy at Disneyland once who said that everybody who worked at Disneyland was really into Westworld really oh, yeah. that makes sense that makes yeah, total that. sense it's like always nice when somebody makes a show or a movie about your job <laughs> <laughs> well the underground tunnels are so yes. interesting because yes. i feel like i thought that was true about disneyland but it's not it's just disney it's world. just disney world has an underground tunnel system but it's only for employees yeah it's under the whole park it's so that employees can walk across the park and then pop up yeah, yeah, and it's like where all the cafeterias and lockers and stuff are. Whoa. In Disneyland, those areas are like outside behind the rides. And that mm-hmm. was the other oh, thing right. was when I went to Disneyland with a guide, we like got to cut the line so they would take us through the backstage. And like ooh. that to me was the most fun thing. Yeah, I was yeah. like, ooh, people on their smoke breaks mm-hmm. and like eating lunch. and. I'm surprised I let the employees smoke on the grounds at all. They don't. I'm just <laughs> exaggerating. Right. Um, but that kind of don't like. Don't narc at, anybody, They were Molly. eating lunch and yeah. stuff. Yeah. And, uh, and it would just be like flowers. There were like all these planters, you know, of like the flowers that go everywhere in Disneyland. Uh-huh. But I think in Disney World, it's like they keep that stuff even more out of sight. Yeah. We should take a field yeah. trip to Disney World. Yeah, I've never been before. Either I went. I stayed in the hotel. Oh shit! Oh yes, my big regret during Grantland when I had the silver passes, I didn't go to Disney World. Right, but then I'm like, I would have had to like pay for a trip to Florida. Like it just seemed like a lot of work. The tickets to Disney World would probably still be the most expensive part. Yeah, to get a ticket to Florida like (laughs) costs like way less than it should cost. No, it was it was a mistake. But we should. I would really like to go. I've always wanted to see Epcot. Yeah, because it seems like. Just the weird 80s encapsulated. And I want to go on that Frozen ride. The the former Viking ride. Yeah. Look, maybe if we get to $5,000 a month on Patreon, we will do a a whole week, like an everyday report from our week in Disney World. We'll do a live movie, like that guy who shot the movie at Disney World that I love. We oh, should, the day oh. after tomorrow Escape or whatever. From Escape tomorrow. from tomorrow. There we go. Wait, you love that movie? I, I just, did too. Yeah. <laughs> I 
yes. My husband was in acting class with the woman who played the mom in that, and we were like so starstruck. Oh, yeah. we're like, oh my god, it's I love her. That movie. Yeah. Oh, well, that, that movie also, gives me such. Oh, that was also when I was like it. getting. I feel like that was when I was like, everyone's gonna make amazing movies on their iPhones. Right. You yeah. Know? Well, um, I was excited about that idea. Well, what's his face? Um, uh, Sean Baker took a. I'm just saying there can be lots, and I was just. But he took it. He took. He filmed in Disney World. I'm just. Well, I haven't seen that one. Oh, what is that one? Uh, Florida Project. Oh, right, right. Surprised you haven't seen that. It seems really depressing. It's pretty depressing, but it's also kind of great. It's 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 good, but it does have a whole sequence at the end. I've definitely watched depressing documentaries about Orlando. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And stuff that happens on the fringes of Disney World. Yeah. Disney World is also built on a swamp, mm-hmm. yeah, which makes the idea of having underground tunnels seem even weirder to me. I think it's well, it is weirder, but also underground tunnels in LA is also a bad idea mm. because of earthquakes. Yeah, I was like, because of the lizard people. <laughs> <laughs> also, that who already <laughs> live there. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I never did the tunnels at UCLA, but that's like a big thing that people. I like where are those? Under the whole campus. The whole there's campus? Like, yeah, there's a tunnel system. And sometimes people, sometimes there would be sanctioned tours of them. <laughs> and then sometimes, like, I'd hear some kids, like, snuck into them or something. But I was not cool enough to ever be, like, in the, in know, the know about yeah. about student activities. So, about yeah. secret underground networks. Yeah. <laughs> I love a tunnel network, though. Yeah. You guys missed. don't get nervous in tunnels? Mm, I ha- well, how you know long I- is the tunnel? That's the question. I get really nervous in whatever that one is on the East Coast where you go like under an entire river. What is that? You mean like the subway? <laughs> <laughs> no, because the that- channel. Yeah, the channel. The, the channel. channel is yeah. well. That's in um. That's in England. Yeah. yeah. I feel like there's another it's one. on the East Coast. Yeah, right? the East Coast. Coast of the world. Of the world. <laughs> Europe is the East Coast of the world. That's <laughs> our episode title. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, just a tunnel that you, like, cannot see the light yeah. out of. Yeah. Sure. Especially if it's underground. What about, totally. like, just on, if you've ever been on a train, high speed or otherwise, where it, like, just cuts through a mountain and oh, you kind of go, like, like just in and out that's always kind of scary I love yeah. those tunnels Your ears through pop. the mm-hmm. mountains in Malibu though like oh yeah and on lo- PCH no like on the canyon over from uh from the oh valley. yeah 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 but the, a lot of those are those. so narrow like because yeah, yeah, they're so yeah. old and yeah. they're made uh, but it's weird because cars were huge I feel like back in the day no right, but, they were super narrow but there was only one of them at a time right there it's was true, only one car in the whole the, canyon all of the driveways um, from the houses that were built in the 20s that haven't because like the houses kind of go up until the driveway line and the driveways are too narrow for yeah. even like yeah. a narrow, standard narrow driveways and those high ass curbs oh yeah. the high ass yeah. curbs of course from my big my big white Wheels on the automobile. (laughs) Um, Well, we could talk about Los Angeles infrastructure uh, probably for the rest of the episode, but um, let's go back to the East Coast. Is it the East Coast? Lighthouse? Oh, it is. So, yes, I did see the lighthouse. It is. It seems extremely East Coast. It is extremely East Coast. It is a movie that I just saw. I saw a matinee. I keep doing this mistake where a movie comes out that's like, 
a nighttime movie for sure. Uh-huh. And this is like a black and white movie set in the 1800s in like it's an unnamed but very clearly East Coast. I think it was filmed in Nova Scotia, but it it reads very Maine. Mm-hmm. Um and this is a movie that was directed and produced and co-written by Robert Eggers who did The Witch. The Witch. Uh, the Witch. Did you guys see The Witch? Oh yeah. I no. did not see The Witch. Really? Yeah. Oh wait, I think I knew this, and I was—I I had the same reaction last time. Uh, you got to see it. I know. Yeah. Well, now I, I want to. Watch it. Have no. you watched it? No, I haven't either. But How? my—it kept coming up at the zoo. We went to the zoo with my brother and his wife and their kids, and every time we saw a goat, they'd go the black fellow. <laughs> <I was like. laughs> um, this movie. So my husband wanted to see this movie, and he wouldn't tell me anything about it. Um, he was like, "Do you want to see the lighthouse?" And I was like, "Sure. What is it?" And he was like, um, it feels let's like just a real it. movie for actors. It, yeah, <laughs> it's a super actory movie. And also it features a mermaid's vagina. Oh, cool. Spoiler, Great. maybe or maybe not spoiler. She's not supposed to be a sexy mermaid. She's supposed to be like a scary well, that mermaid. I, assumed. I, like, I like scary yeah. mermaids. I like the scary. Her whole thing is that she like shrieks in a really horrible. So she's like a banshee mermaid. She's a banshee mermaid. Exactly. Cool. She's like the opposite of a siren. Cool. Um, and it stars Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson. And that's pretty much it other than the mermaid. Um, they are two wikis who are people who tend the lighthouse. I was going to say, what's a wiki? Oh, they're wikis. <laughs> um, and it's a psychological horror movie. <laughs> I would not have seen this movie had I known all that, but I'm glad that I did. But yeah, it seem, it's a very, very night call yeah. movie. Well, he's like very in the the Vivitch. I can't say it normally now. Uh, I just always, because that's how it's stylized mm-hmm. on, the, on the poster. But it's, it's very, it's one of these things that's like feels... It's so well researched, and I th- like it feels well researched. At I least. think that's it's their like whole thing. I think incredibly that's immersive. Whole thing. Yeah, yeah, um, and that's similar here. It's it. They really did like a lot of research on, and I guess it's kind of very loosely based on two wikis. Mm-hmm. Who um, they were both named Thomas, which I won't say if that's related. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. It would okay. spoil it if I did. But they were both named Thomas, and one of them died, and that was kind of all the information that he had making uh-huh. this movie but he was like I'm going to tie that in and then he did a lot of research on like what they ate. it has so much texture that's accurate what did they eat okay it was oh, so, man. You know, that's the thing <laughs> this is like an excellent question yeah. <laughs> they don't explicate it all they show you what it is but they don't talk about it too much but it's very clearly like salt cod but the funny so it's shot on 35 millimeter and yeah. it's black and white so it's so hard you're like there's a lot to see on that plate what is it? <laughs> you don't know. But at one point, Willem Dafoe goes out of his way to make like a really, really nice dinner of lobster. And it's not appreciated. So he goes on like a like five minute long monologue, like cursing Robert Pattinson. And he's like, you didn't like me, lobster. You didn't like me cooking. (laughs) A pox on your eyes and you'll be blind. And it just goes on and on and on. Food plays a major role. What was the thing about beans? Oh, yeah. So that's. He spilled his beans. He didn't doesn't literally <laughs> spill beans, but he spilled the beans. And at some point, it's like he spilled the 
Robert Pattinson spilled the fucking beans and he shouldn't have spilled his secrets because it's that just yeah. starts a whole domino effect. And but at one point, Willem Dafoe's voice is like echoing in the background being like, you spilled your beans. You shouldn't have spilled your beans. And it's it's a lot of that. Also, there's a point at which like Willem Dafoe kind of poses in the nude, sort of like a sea god. And I, I was like, how many movies have I seen where Willem Dafoe he, he, strikes a pose in the buff? Yeah. It's like five movies He, lo- he loves something. to do it. He's like and the he only guy well. who will get naked in a movie. Love it. Yeah. 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 He, He's fantastic. I mean, they're both fantastic. really fantastic. But I, I highly recommend this movie. I heard that the Pattinson performance is like primo weirdness. Like, yeah, he's like, very committed. Yeah. <laughs> he's extremely committed. And his, his plot is like an interesting... I think Robert Pattinson probably has been so uncomfortable with being a heartthrob yeah. that he like goes He's to been, the gross yeah, place, yeah. which I so love. Yeah, I am like very supportive of every decision he makes, even if it leads to like a not great movie, like yes. High Life, for example. But like, I love that he went all in for that. <laughs> yeah, he also has kind of like a Kyle MacLachlan thing going yeah. at certain times, Ooh. where he's very kind of like That's hypnotized in his own mind, and yeah. it pulls you in like a vacuum. Yeah. Go see The Lighthouse. Don't see it in the morning. It does sound like something that once it comes to DVD or Blu-ray or whatever, it's going to take like two edits and a music cue to turn it into like a sitcom. Exactly. (laughs) If you only did different music. Also, that's the other thing about seeing in the theater, which normally Emily's the one who's like, see it in the theater, but definitely see it in the theater Mm because the score, I mean, it, it has like a recurring foghorn thing who does the score i'm looking this up yeah that's a good question i think the the foghorn is like in the background um and the fog but the foghorn is supposed to i think just make you so physically un. i mean it makes you it's a very uncomfortable movie to watch yeah um loved it i i want to see it i I have sea madness i'm i'm back to being behind movies again because i i had my two movie day uh and then i was like i'm all caught up i don't need to see anything in the meantime like now that i'm not like seeing movies every single week i like realize how easy it is to get behind but i really want to see this because i love the witch um well you saw parasite i did see parasite which i'm dying to see oh my god you guys have to see parasite parasite is uh as several people, including myself, have pointed out, it is the movie that Joker wishes it was mm-hmm. <laughs> in more ways than one, including like a part at the end that literally fe- like because I saw the two movies on the same day and whoa, right? Yeah, well, there's like a weird parallel between like an actually very specific parallel between them. Where I was like, oh my god, if I, I tapped into something like intentional, like were these you know released at the same time just to fuck with you? But um, it is uh, it is a new, new movie by Bong Joon Ho who did the host. Snowpiercer, um, what else? what else? Oh, Okja. Um, he's just like he's done a lot of stuff that's like kind of crossover, like international productions lately. And then this is like just a fully Korean production, all Korean cast, everything, and very much about like socioeconomic anxiety in South Korea. Um, did you guys see Burning? No. Oh, that's really. I think that's on Netflix now. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's interesting because I feel like there are so many good like class dramas coming mm-hmm. out of South Korea right now, which makes sense because I think like there's a lot of fucked up stuff going on there. That's like in some ways similar to stuff that's happening here. Yeah. Um, but Parasite is sort of it starts out being this kind of, and I won't spoil it because 
it deserves to be seen. Um, it starts off as kind of just a you feel like you know where it's going. It's like this 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 poor family has kind of found a way, found a way to scam themselves into getting jobs working for this rich family. And so they all like they they don't tell them that they're all related, but they you know take jobs as like a tutor and uh, the driver and stuff like that. And then um, and then they make a discovery when they are at the house by themselves that I will not spoil that like takes the whole movie in a completely different direction. Um, it feels sort of like a horror movie, but there's really because I have had several people who've been like, "Oh, should I see it if I'm squeamish?" Mm-hmm. And there's like one violent moment, like really violent moment at the end. But um, I don't know. I just like I, I'm glad that we aren't talking in, about this until now, even though it's been out for a couple weeks, because I really did have to take like a long time to think about it. And I have to be, like, frustratingly vague about it right now without spoiling it. Yeah, we'll see it. I really want to see it. Well, yeah, it has, like, I think it's, like, has a really kind of interesting and visceral way of talking about class that I feel like doesn't get talked about out as much. Like, it made me think of all these sort of stories that we've talked about on this podcast, like the Anna Delvey stuff and, like, the Caroline Calloway stuff and just, like, like fakers in the 21st century just like what like how that works and like why people try to scam each other and stuff um but then it kind of goes into it, it goes deeper into it and becomes more about just like a sickness like a, a like a society-wide sickness again this is like why it's the movie the joker wanted to be yeah um that is really really effective and it's funny like all of his movies like they, they kind of play with all these different genres um, and go in and out of like feeling like a horror movie and feeling like a thriller and a comedy and like really seamlessly like from one section to the next. And I don't know. I loved it. It's like I'm, I'm not alone in this at all. It's like the most highly. Yeah, it's the written. highest reviewed yeah, movie of it's the year. It's great. It won the Palme d'Or this year um, at Cannes and I like, you know, wanted to see it very, very badly from from when it was there. And um, yeah, everybody should go out and see it. It's fantastic. <clears throat> Molly, do you have any recommendations of movies for people to see? Um, Vampire in Brooklyn. Um, <laughs> uh huh. I watched the first two Scream movies again, and then yeah, I, I ended up watching Vampire in Brooklyn just because I'd never seen it. It's another I, Wes Craven movie. Yep, I've never seen Vampire in Brooklyn. I don't even know if I'm familiar with it. Um, it was Wes Craven's first big studio movie, and it was an Eddie Murphy vehicle. It was Eddie Murphy's last movie in his deal with Paramount that had I think Beverly Hills Cop and other stuff mm. in it. So, it's a movie where Eddie Murphy is a vampire who arrives on a boat full of dead people. <laughs> um, in what? Cra- in, in present in day? In present or- day. <laughs> yes. But there's a part when they're like, yes, when the vampire diaspora happened, like some of the vampires went to Transylvania, but all the really smart vampires went to the Caribbean where uh, Eddie Murphy's vampire is from. Okay. And then Angela Bassett is like a police chief, or not maybe a chief, just a cop whose mom like died mysteriously uh, and was maybe a vampire also. So it's a romance between Angela Bassett and Eddie Murphy as a vampire. And what I didn't know going in is that the Eddie Murphy vampire character is like, he's just Lestat. 
Oh, really? really? Yes. <laughs> He's Lestat with like this long perm. He's like, I guess it was a flop. So he was like, it's because I had that hair. Because <laughs> I had yes, this. that's why. That kept the people away. Yeah. That's what kept people away was my beautiful like Rick James hair. But like, it's actually really funny and good. But he just, yeah, he just plays it like he's like the most magnetic person in the world. Like Johnny was like. Is he wearing color contacts? I think so. Yeah, Johnny was like, does this take place in the same universe as what we do in the shadows? And I was like, <laughs> yes, because that is set on Staten Island. Mm-hmm. Oh, and this yeah. is like, yeah, it's a vampire in Brooklyn. So it's also like of a different era of Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, it's just funny and good. I just enjoyed it. It was like a lovely, a lovely uh, set piece. Is it scary or is it just more of a comedy? I mean, like it's like it's it's like a West West Craven comedy. Yeah, it's not super violent, but he definitely kills some people. There's like a couple of good kills in it that are scary. Somebody gets like pinned to a building in a terrifying way. But I think it was like the last thing he did before Scream, which mm. is interesting mm. because I think it was a flop. Yeah. So then he was like, "Gotta take some to time." The, back to the indie horror circuit. How oh. did you think Scream held up? Because I started watching oh, it I love Scream. again Scream after is you great. were watching it. It's Scream so is the best. Um, but I just, yeah, I think all those Wes Craven movies are good. I think I didn't realize that there weren't as many of them as I thought. Like when I went and looked at his IMDb, I was like, oh, he didn't have like hit after hit the way that like I assumed he did. Mm-hmm. Like John Carpenter or somebody. Yeah. Um, it's sort of like he has the nightmare movies and then there's like some random movies. A lot of stuff I've never seen that really? I would like to see. Um I've never seen Serpent in the Rainbow, which everybody says is like the oh, scariest I've heard, oh, one. Oh, yeah, I've heard it's great. My mom worked on it, and she was like, you can't watch it. It's too scary. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen it. No. It's another like voodoo horror movie. I mean, what I also liked about Vampire in Brooklyn was that it was like a different vampire mythology than the thing you see in every other vampire thing. Yeah. You know, it was like... I like the intellectual Caribbean vampire yeah. Yeah. genre. Exactly. <laughs> no, yeah. the anti-colonialist vampire mm-hmm. is totally underexplored. Totally. You know, you always get like the Anne Rice stuff where it's like it is the colonialists, yeah. but like this was so good um and also just angela bassett and eddie murphy have like crazy oh, chemistry yeah. Yeah, in I bet. It. and there's a ub40 oh, cover of superstition in the big <laughs> he like seduces people by dancing with them oh my god such a vampire thing He's to like, do would you like to dance <laughs> i'm reading my first Anne rice book right now extremely slowly it's like my fun book oh um, which one the, um uh, queen of the damned Cool. I just because I found it at a thrift store in Palm Springs, and I was like, I'm gonna read this by the pool. Well, I just found out that she was good friends with Eve Babbitts. Oh, uh, which I just did the intro for this Eve Babbitts book that just came out. Called I used to be charming. I used to be charming. Yeah, the rest of Eve Babbitts. Check it out. But yeah, I was also like, ooh, she and Anne Rice were like, I would cool West Coast love to lady hang writers. out with. Them. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yeah, I read a, a bunch about Anne Rice because I actually didn't really know that much about her because I I'd only seen interview with the vampire and that's like it i never saw the movie of queen of the damned and i'm like should i watch? yeah you totally should like, i mean Aaliyah is amazing I, yeah it? yeah Aaliyah is like she has one or two scenes but they're like yeah makes you sad yeah um Anne rice rules what i learned about her also was that like she wrote whatever the first book was i don't know if it was interview with the vampire but like whatever the first book in the saga is that she yeah. wrote nobody would publish it Really? Yeah. And she was like a San Francisco person. Yeah. She lived in like the hate, I think, with her mm-hmm. husband. And they were like, we were kind of square because we were like a straight married couple, but mm-hmm. we were in this like 
this totally queer scene and that's like kind of what Interview with the Vampire comes out of. Yeah. Although she's also from New Orleans, which is obviously yeah. Yeah. it's very New Orleansy. Was she um I know she's like Christian. Was she Christian then or was that no, like a later? She became like, born Christian again. again, I think, too. Yeah. She had she, like a yeah, she had a very She went through a phase of like, I'm not going to do that anymore and then she went back. But she also like I mean she's one of these people who has an entire body of work under a different name yeah. to do all of her erotica, which oh is my God. Like, so awesome. <laughs> Exit to Eden. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I was also reading about that because I like didn't realize how like what an actual shit show that movie Have was. Have you seen it? No, oh I haven't. Oh my god. How is it? I kind of feel like we should read we should Exit to Eden okay. and then watch episode. the movie. <laughs> so the book is just an erotic book yeah. about people yeah. who go to like a fuck island. Yeah. Uh-huh. But in order to make it a movie, they decided it needed a framing device of a like, murder uh, on the island. Yeah, it was oh, like a cop no. investigation. And the cops are Dan Aykroyd and Rosie O'Donnell. And there's like a part. Oh, it sounds great. There's, mm-hmm. Well, it is because it's like it's the weirdest movie because it's like. They have to go not, undercover in the kinky BDSM world. Like It's like, you know, in like old porn when there's dialogue and stuff, there will be like a scene. And then it'll be like, we got to go over there. And then it'll just cut to like people having sex. That's what Exit to Eden is like. It's like you can't. Can't like relax enough for the comedy because then it turns into softcore, <laughs> but you can't get into being at softcore because it like turns back into comedy. Oh, it sounds so it's bad. So weird. The villain is Iman, I think. Oh it's my like whoa. it's the most baroque. When is this from? Like eight ninety four. Because I definitely How like, did this not make it into our erotic odyssey? <sighs> it's it's a comedy. It's, it's like a billed comedy. as a comedy. It's a sex comedy. It's a, a 1994 American comedy but it's thriller. Totally in directed by Gary Marshall. Oh my god. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah. Oh my god, that's so weird. Does yeah. that explain everything no. or does it unexplain it what you it thought? It even weirder because like, it explains like the comedy look parts. At the poster. Feel like they're oh just <laughs> Right. Like the comedy parts are very Gary Marshall, but Please like Please look I, up the poster. Like I remember cuz I saw it on like some other kids cable late at night. Right. And I was like, what is this movie? <laughs> there's a part that's like there's just like a 10 minute scene of like somebody rubbing butter on someone's nipple it's very in the nine and a half weeks i was i mean i think we should have for erotic odyssey part two which maybe won't go on for we did it for like three months or something (laughs) should we do should we do sex comedies instead oh (laughs) if you have thoughts on this Please drop I us usually a call. hate sex comedies, I will say. So, because um, I, I it's, sex is no laughing matter. <laughs> but, but I like sex comedies. I, I don't know. And so many of them I like have all aged the 80s. so poorly. Well, they've aged badly, but they're like incredible cultural documents. Right. They are. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I like The Last American Virgin because that's the one with the downer ending where the hot girl's like, oh, I'm going to go date this popular guy instead. And then <laughs> the nerd just like skulks away and sad music plays and that's how it ends. That's just like the end of What Hot American Summer. I think Summer. that's where they yeah. got it from. Oh, really? Yeah. And it was based on an Israeli movie called Lemon Popsicle. <laughs> it's a great title. That sounds like such a porn There's name, like though. seven Lemon in the Popsicle. series. Yeah. I just... I think fondly of like staring at the cover art for all those things more than actually. But Porky's is fine. I mean, it's not. It's good. not really. But it's like I have watched it, <laughs> <laughs> and well, that means something. Sometimes they're just like it's a question of vibes. It's like does it make like even if maybe what's going on is not what like anybody could get away with today in a in a film. There's literally no movie from the '80s 
that yeah. passes that test. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's the problem. Every classic comedy from the 80s that you can name has like something super racist in yeah. it. Yeah. Or, or like, something, or you just feel like something really sinister or was happening really, behind the scenes. Yeah, or yeah. something really or, rapey. Yeah. yeah. Or both. Usually both. It's usually a little both. Um, and I, I think for us too, it's like, well, we. We saw these movies probably when we were younger, so it's fine to be like, oh, it just reminds me of being younger. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that there's like a new generation falling in love with Porky's, although. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. You never, <laughs> also, I never, never say never. Also, people... like American Pie yeah. was like makes no sense now. The idea of rewatching American Pie, I literally am so re- Pulse. I didn't like it at the time. I I saw it in the theaters. So I, I saw it after I had I seen I it, in the, it in the theaters. I, I saw remember. I saw them all. But it's, I think it, I it just, made me uncomfortable at the time. I just hate gross out comedy. That's yeah. When sex yeah. comedy and gross out comedy got together, that's when sex comedy lost. Didn't Road lost Trip have some really disgusting parts yeah. in it? It was just all. like an arms race to be like, what's the grossest thing we can yeah. do? And then mm-hmm. actually, scary movie like one. Scary, um, I loved Scary Movie. Scary Movie 1 with the scene where somebody gets like plastered to the ceiling and jizz. Yes. And we're like, okay, <laughs> we did I, it. Checkmate. <laughs> I have such fond memories of watching Scary Movie, m- maybe like a first experience of smoking weed and watching Scary Movie potentially uh, and laughing so hard. And then now I, I don't. I, well, Anna Faris was really great up. in those movies. That's she what was. made them. I mean, they were, they were fine. They were like airplane. They yeah, were, exactly. Which again, probably you can't go there. Well, no. let us know if you think we should do a sex comedy series or a gross sex gross. We should put ourselves through the ringer of um, a, a gross out sex comedy series. I don't know. I don't know if I'm up for that. But let us know what we should do next for our next film series. For our next Odyssey. Odyssey. Our next Odyssey. We should say. It's an Odyssey. What other um, movies are <clears throat> like Interview with the Vampire and Vampire in Brooklyn? That's well, what I, I hate know. Interview with the Vampire. Yeah. Um, we're going to take an ad and we'll be right back. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from Brain MD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by Brain MD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from Brain MD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. 
You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Welcome back. Um, so as I said earlier, I was in Topanga for the week, not the weekend. I took a work trip to Topanga and I did a little bit of hiking in between. And as I shared with Tess and Molly, I used I use the site um, hikespeak.com. I'm not sure if that's hikespeak or hikespeak, but it's like a it's just an index of all the trails around LA. And uh found and so I was looking up trails in Topanga because I was unfamiliar with them and I discovered a hike that leads to a former hideout for Nazi sympathizers in Topanga Canyon which was news to me I didn't know about that at all um and so I read out all about it on my hiking website (laughs) um and I sent this to Tess and Molly of course because I was like did you know (laughs) Um, Weirdly enough, I was also reading a book about it at the same time. <laughs> what's the book? What what I was reading that book about Laurel Canyon called Weird Scenes in the Canyon. Oh, and that um, it talks about this. Yeah, and I I knew about it because I knew people who had hiked it before, mm. and I think there was like an LA Weekly article about it okay. about ten years ago or something. Mm-hmm. It's but, apparently closed now, or they've like well, fenced off the area. They knocked down some of the buildings. Yeah, but I think it was always technically maybe privately owned by the state right so i think it's more of a an urban explorer situation but people did hike there a lot yeah yeah i think you're not supposed to go in the building because they're not up to code but murphy ranch it's murphy ranch in rustic canyon um and you i guess you hike up from the palisades to get into it um and it seems like a pretty, I mean, it seems like a pretty good hike. So, um, yeah, it was a, post, a post-World War II fortified compound for Nazi sympathizers. And who built it? Who Like a militia, who? like an early militia. Wow. And I, I think they were rich. It's actually one of the uh, weirdest things about it is that the front gate is designed by noted black L.A. architect Paul Williams. 
huh, who's like the first black architect who was ever allowed to join like the Architects Association. Uh-huh. He's like a super famous, great LA architect yeah. who designed. He did a lot of stuff in the fifties, right? Yeah. yeah. So he oh, designed nice. the gate for this, for which is like very oh, illustrious. Huh. Yeah, it's like quite a nice iron wrought iron gate. So I don't know if it started as just a rich people's house and at some point turned into a a white supremacist compound or if it was always intended to be that. And did people actually live there and like literally hide out in their bunker until the return of the Third Reich? Or well, this says that the remnant, okay, so around the power building are raised gardens and more concrete steps, all remnants of the $4 million invested in Murphy Ranch by Winona and Norman Stevens. The owners were convinced by their Nazi pal, Herr Schmidt, that when Europe inevitably fell to Germany, America would be reduced to anarchy and the National Socialist Party mm-hmm. would need a self-sustaining stronghold in the mountains outside of Los Angeles to survive the fall and plot the American takeover. But then authorities ended up like raiding it after Pearl Harbor. And then it became an artist colony in the 60s and 70s. Yeah. I mean, always look to... Yeah, it came <laughs> up in some of the Manson stuff because... Um, you know, just of like all the other cults and communes that were in the LA area at the time when Manson first got here and mm-hmm. that he might have known about or gotten inspiration from. Yeah. Uh, a lot of weird squats at yeah. that point. I mean, but it's weird because like with the, in case, in the case of like the Manson thing that kind of, like we think about like artists repurposing something like a Nazi bunker or hideout and it's like, oh, it's like the furthest thing from what it used to be. But like, like Manson actually exists at the the intersection of those two things. So it seems very appropriate. A lot of the cults and communes in LA turned out to be white separatist uh, cells, Mm -hmm. uh, which, you know, makes sense given the history of Los Angeles and California in general. Mm -hmm. And also, I guess, kind of explains why they were like left alone by authorities mm-hmm. right you know because i'm sure other kinds of communes were not right yeah not as uh and also just because they were rich people it sounds like they were like do whatever yeah. you want i wonder if it was somebody's house and they just decided like oh well um just pool think, our resources and i think maybe the people who built it might have been who knows we'll find out if you know more about the murphy ranch i know i kind of want to go there now and see what there is to see i like i had already done a hike so i wasn't going to do any more hiking but i was like well then that would not have been a good time to do it also yeah. oh yeah the there was literally a fire. you were between two fires yeah but yeah we should go check it out uh, I'd like to check out all the weird parks that I haven't been to. Yeah. There's also, well, then I just got on a kick of like looking for all these other ruins about around Los Angeles. And um, have, you, have either of you been to Echo Mountain? No. Where's oh, yeah. That? Johnny does that hike a lot. Yeah. It's like a, a former, like a resort with, that used to have a funicular going up in the Angeles National Forest. Ooh. Yeah. I love an old there funicular. There are some good Angeles National Forest ruins. There's yeah. also like a house that the Marx Brothers owned uh, that the foundation of is still there. That's supposed to be haunted. Every winter, I think about going up there to see snow. Yeah. And then every <laughs> winter, I start driving and I'm just like, what if I get stuck up there no, in no, the no. snow? No, no, no. Let's go. Let's go this winter. You can drive. Yeah. I'll bring the chains for your yeah, tires. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to go is it that, that bad? far to, to see snow. see snow, yeah. yeah. But I want to be like... I don't want to just drive up to the line where the snow stops. <laughs> no, but, starts. but like, you I want to go like you want to roll snow. around in the snow. I want to roll in the you snow. You want to build a snowman. I want to look before and after and all around and be like snow, snow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
We will do that this year. Okay, done. Uh, if it ever gets cold, which it doesn't if seem it like ever it gets ever will. Cold, I did look into the forecast for the winter and saw that it was like very dry. What? We're going to have a Farmer's dry Farmer's Almanac did not say that. It said it will be very dry because no El Nino like last year. Do you really read the no. Farmer's Almanac? Fuck yeah. Read the <laughs> Farmer's Almanac. How That's amazing. going to know when to plant the carrots? I have to plant what? the carrots. The Farmer's Almanac said it was going to be a wetter than usual Winter. Oh, really? Yes, it did. That's what it was last year. Yeah. And I was like, like this forever now, please. Give they've us another wet so one. Wrong. You guys, they've been so wrong because they said that that super El Nino was coming. And I've never been more excited in my life. And then it, it there was like a weird pressure system or something that kept it away. Well, that's weather for you. I know. It's the most frustrating science. <laughs> there needs to be more like cultural weather coverage like you're doing a newsletter now about about the weather about the weather which where can people find that i don't know it's like tiny letter it's la weather letter. yeah <laughs> is it like you report on the weather after it happens yeah a little bit i love it's that. like it's, it jumps off with the weather it gets into whatever else is going on i mean like, that's you know the 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 all used to do those weather reports every day which is like a great a great like bit a great recurring I like bit. the idea of commenting on weather that's already happening yeah. right? it's You're the like, weather from yesterday it's yeah. the review yeah exactly it's great you I can't like that. talk about the weather that's to come that's an imaginated thing it's mm. imaginated it <laughs> <laughs> well yeah and then, like the qualities of it are going to be so much more than like a little gust of wind symbol or a sunshine symbol like there's a whole body feeling of different weather well you had retweeted that screenshot of Dallas rains in the forecast with all the fires behind oh, it yeah. oh yeah which is just yeah. so, I love Dallas Rings. Yeah, I hid in a dark bar all day yesterday, and people were just watching the fires on TV. That yeah. was oh like, God. well, this is apocalyptic. Cheerful. Yeah. Um, and also, just kept like switching between like now to throw over to this fire. Yeah, I, there. I mean, the dueling fires. That's always fun. I yeah. I think it was like earlier this year there were fires where theoretically if they just got worse right. and worse you could never get out. It's like a out. movie. You're like, oh, yeah. please don't merge. Please don't let the plot lines please merge. Please don't merge. Please don't be the same plot line like a murder mystery would be. Um, we have one last so very night excited. call. A call that we'd like to answer. Hey, night call. This is Mitchell. Long time, first time. It's about 11.27 p.m. here in Mobile, Alabama, and I just finished the episode with Karina Longworth. It got me thinking about amusement park rides. I think that's something we're all interested in. Uh, one of my big obsessions is the still unconfirmed Guillermo del Toro adaptation of The Haunted Mansion. So I was wondering if you could either, A, take an amusement park ride and turn it into a film, a play, whatever you'd like, what ride would that be and who would you want to be behind it? Or vice versa, if you could take a film, a play, anything, and convert it to an amusement park ride, uh, what would that be? Love the show, guys. Bye. Thank you so much, Mitchell. Such a good question. Good question. Real good question. I'm assuming this is sort of limited to Disney rides, but if they're really well-known non-Disney rides that would be like that have enough of a narrative behind them that they could be turned into a feature film, then I don't know if you guys know of that, then let me know. But I feel like my mind is like very locked in the Disney <laughs> bubble right now because those are the ones that are so evocative. Um I am always shocked that there has never been a Matterhorn movie. Yeah. Um, like the Abominable Snowman is like such a, uh, a specter of any, like in any child's imagination who's ever gone to a Disney park. And it only exists in the park. 
Like they haven't really taken the abominable snowman anywhere else, which is sort of shocking to me. But I would totally, I, I think either of those mountain rides, Big Thunder Mountain or I love Matterhorn. Thunder Mountain. I love Thunder Mountain. It's my favorite. I like um, Thunder Mountain. I like these rides so much I don't want them to be movies. <laughs> I like. I think the Matterhorn would be great. Yeah, the Matterhorn could be really scary. Yeah. Like a real... A true, like a, I mean, sure, like a PG thirteen, like Disney fied version of a scary movie, but still, like I think you could have some fun with that as long as you don't turn it into a Frozen movie, which is probably what they would want to do. Well, yeah. Somebody else made an Abominable Snowman movie that just came out. Oh right, it's called Disney. Abominable. Yeah. I saw it. How was it? It it was heartwarming. <laughs> <laughs> See, they got there first. On what's the weird is that the snowman. word Abominable is not used at any point throughout the movie. That is weird. Isn't that hmm. strange? I know. I'll tell you what ride I would like. Okay. The Lighthouse. <laughs> <laughs> you want the wiki um, film. <laughs> the wiki. Um, but close to that, Moby Dick. Oh, oh that's yeah. a great one. Yeah. yeah. Like just an immersive Moby Dick ride. Yeah. How would that, would that be like a, a dark ride? Like a... It would be like a dark ride. You know that part in Pirates of the Caribbean where you go into the room and all of a sudden you're in the open ocean? Yes. Mm-hmm. Scary. Yes. Because you're like, where am I? There's a ship. Yes. It would be like that, but you'd come into the open ocean and there'd just be like a whale, a giant whale. <laughs> oh, so good. That, that would like, be so fun. Like the scary, like the squid and the whale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Like, you, like oh, you, you can't even see it from far away at first because it's so dark and then you get close and it's so big. What about a squid and the whale dark ride oh, where yeah, you survive right. your parents' divorce <laughs> in Brooklyn? I think a lot of people in Disney World are going on yeah. that ride. Um, yeah. No, I, I I love the dark ride format so much. It's so interesting. To yeah, s- I just think it's underexplored as an art form. Yeah, yeah. As like a narrative it's form. so expensive to do. Right. But, well, we went, when I went with an, um, the Blank Check boys to uh, Six Flags in New Jersey, their whole thing is that Six Flags has all the DC properties, but they don't have the, they can't use the actual imagery or film, like filmed images from any of the DC movies. So it's all this like weird CGI stuff of like Lex Luthor, which is like, <laughs> really cruddy and really bad. And the Don't rides are horrible. Like if you, it, and it really, I think um, David David Sims had not been to a Disney park before. He hadn't been to Disneyland, and we were just like, "This will make you appreciate Disneyland yeah, yeah, yeah. so much because like the care that's put into it, it was is a such Six a, Flags. Yeah, Six Flags is the most brutalist. Yes. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. Like the, I understand why some people like that. You know, like mm-hmm. if you just want thrills, that's what you want. But yeah. I'm like the opposite. I want just like all theming and no thrills. Yeah. <laughs> um, or like ge- the gentlest thrills. I will say that after we did our whole Splash Mountain Song of the South podcast with Karina last week, I watched like a million Disney ride oh, through videos. Yeah. You love the ride through videos. I will just like of other, I was like, I'm going to watch all the versions of Splash Mountain because oh, there were yeah. supposedly things that were different about Tokyo Disneyland, although oh. I could not identify any of them. Yeah. I always wonder how that works with the Tokyo Disneyland and with Euro Disney because they're like the licensing is different there. They're not Disney owned. It's like bought out or something. More of like a franchise kind yeah, of thing. I went to like, Euro Disney. I think back all in the, the non oh, really? non American parks are like in cooperation with the government of the country they put them in. I think isn't the Shanghai one though an official Disney park? I feel they're like all it like is. Co- they're all like half owned by like that one's like half owned by China. I right. believe. So okay. I don't know if Euro Disney is also like that, but I have to say that I did watch like ride through videos for the Pirates of the Caribbean at, at Shanghai Disney, like when it first opened, because I heard that they were insane. Yeah. And like 
I really want to go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I totally want to go. But also, it was like more CGI, less animatronics, it is, yeah. which is never what I want. Can I tell you guys my rides that I wish existed? Yes. A Gremlins ride, Ooh. which I would really enjoy. But also, because it's such a pain to find food at Disney and like sit down, this wouldn't have to be a I restaurant mean, obviously it ride. Be. Okay, so there's a play called Slow Food that I think only has like medium good reviews, but I read the script and it's basically like Slow West, but with food. <laughs> <laughs> it's about a couple in Palm Springs and their waiter, like, I, I mean, I, I don't know if this is a spoiler or not because it's kind of like inherent in the title, but the food takes a long time to get there. But I was like, why not tie this in? Because in real theme parks, the food takes a long time to get there. <laughs> but you could make it into like a ride of its own if you yeah. were being like kind of psychologically tortured by the waiter yeah. and you were wondering where's the food. Oh, there's a place in Vegas that I'm obsessed with that uh-huh. I've never been to called Dick's Last Resort. The oh, like, yeah. oh, premise yeah. is like they insult you. Oh, that's oh. like Ed Debevix. Ed Debevix, yes. yeah. Debevix. Like, that's how oh. it is. <laughs> Ed Debevix. The ride. Ed DeBevick's The Ride. I'm kind of into that idea because there's always this thing of like we have to take a break from the rides and eat. But like you could just ride that high. You could just still be on a ride and eating. I've heard in sexy Oklahoma they serve you chili in the middle. (laughs) Oh, that's such a bad idea. That's so not sexy. What could be sexier? Than like room temperature mm. theater chili that oh was like coming out of a crock pot and backstage in a prop room. <laughs> and mm. then they're like, everyone get in the tornado cellar together. To- <laughs> <laughs> well, um, thanks, everyone. Yeah. If you have any ideas for, for movie-based rides, please give us your full pitch at 1240-46-NIGHT. Yeah. Or send us an email at nightcallpodcast yeah. at gmail.com. Tornado and- the ride. <laughs> there should just be a theme park, like a climate change theme park. I would just go on Ooh. Rain the Ride. I would like move into <laughs> Rain the Ride. I know there was the Rain Room and I couldn't get tickets and I was so sad about it. But then I was like, no, I just I need to be like riding oh, I remember Rain, the rain, the rain Room. Yeah. That really was wanted a to go. hot ticket for a that while. That was the first immersive uh, yeah. to come take an Instagram in this All museum. All the yeah. mirror things that followed, I was like, mirrors? Like, give me rain I, I want like water it's like the most LA thing it's, like let's yeah. go to a museum to experience <laughs> rain exactly if they made a museum that just had like a hydrant spurting out in it. a way your shower actually is the rain room yeah so it's like you have the rain room in your bathroom wow That's a good point. food slow food for thought wow it's like each room in your home is an installation is <laughs> you can just Instagram it everything's an opportunity um I derailed it but if to finish off our goodbye, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And to follow us on social media, Nightcall Podcast on Instagram and Facebook, Nightcall Pod on Twitter. That's it for this yeah. week. We'll be back next week. See you then. Nightcall is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. 
Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Are you looking for the perfect move-in-ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below-market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in-ready home and start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.